Hello and welcome to River Tales, a Riverdale recap podcast where one of us doesn't watch the show. Hi, that's me. I'm Sam. I'm Elaine. I'm Kiana. And today we're recapping episode five and six of season four. The first one being Witness for the Prosecution and what's the other one called? Hereditary. Hereditary. Mm. All right, let's dive into two truths and a lie. Betty finds out that Chick is also her half-brother, but on her dad's side. Okay. Jughead's teacher commits suicide by jumping out a window. Okay. Veronica's parents both get out of prison and renew their vows. Okay. I'm trying so hard not to laugh because this is all ridiculous. I feel like the second one's dark, like really dark, and I don't know if they would... Do that. The last one seems incredibly plausible. What was the first one? Betty finds out that Chick is also her half-brother, but on her dad's side. I don't remember what happened to Chick. I think the second one's a lie. Eh, what? No. Okay, now let me guess. Is it is it the third one? No. Oh, I, I thought that was a trick question because I was like so sure about that one. Okay, so Chick is not her half-brother for no. realsies. No. Well, not that we know of oh. anyway. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, never know. Hopefully not. <laughs> He did make a reappearance this episode. Yes. Oh, he's not dead? Not no. dead. Just in jail. All right. So from what I remember last episode, the most important thing was that Jughead was initiated into the school. Everything else felt like kind of like not super important. I mean, if that's what stood out to you. Okay. Yeah. All right. I looked at the log line and the first thing it said was that Veronica digs for justice. Oh, wow. That's what does that so mean? Big. <laughs> she digs for justice. Wow. <laughs> Sounds like a campaign slogan. So what is she up to? Well, as we talked about in our true truths and a lie, as you know, both of her parents are, they're like on trial currently. And Veronica, before, you know, she's like, I'm not with my mom or my dad. I'm only standing up from, or only looking out for myself. Right. But then this episode, all of a sudden, she's like, okay, my job for this week is get my mom out of prison Make sure my dad stays in prison. Okay, so she's playing so favorites. She, yeah, so she like switched. Well, is her mom like innocent? No. Okay. Nobody's innocent. No. <laughs> Nobody's innocent. Do you mean in like a, in like a, like a Say existential kind of way? Say the word. <laughs> in a Riverdale way? No, not in a Riverdale way. I thought you were going to say in like a sexual way. No. Oh, like not that either, but yeah. Kiana wants me to say sexual to her. <laughs> it's caught on tape. <laughs> on record. Um, okay, so not in, I mean like in an existential way. What do you mean no one's innocent? Just like in this town where everyone's like... Well, both of the lodges are in yeah. jail for good reasons. Okay, but yes. the reason Hiram went to jail was because Veronica set him up, like, with evidence. Even though he did, like, 99 other things that were bad. They couldn't yeah. prove it, so she kind of faked the one thing they mm-hmm. could prove. Yeah, she, she cooked the books to make Hiram look guilty, even though he didn't actually do that thing. He did lots of other Oh, a loophole kind of like, I'll get you arrested for this. Yeah. And so she made it look like he'd committed these crimes and she had Pops do it for her. Love that. And Pops was like, he got called in as a witness and he's like, Veronica, I can't put my hand on a Bible and lie. So Pops is innocent. Because he's a good man. Because he's a good guy, Pops. So far. And. It's mm. all a ruse. We'll see. We don't know what's in those milkshakes. Yeah, and Veronica then was like, well, I'm not going to ask Pop to lie. 
And so we're going to have to figure out something else. Okay. Because everything in the case kind of was focused on that bit of evidence that they had on him. Because that's why he was even arrested in the first place. Okay. And he's supposed to be in jail for how long? Who knows? Yeah. He hasn't gone to trial yet. So. Oh, right. Okay. That's how that works. All right. <laughs> so her mom, she's getting her mom out of jail now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's her goal. Okay. But to do that, she has to call in a favor from the governor. Because her plan is that basically her mom did all this bad stuff. So she's like kind of screwed either way. So she tells her mom, plead guilty I'll call in a friend from our a well, friend. Blackmail the governor yes. to give you a pardon. Dooley. Donald okay. Dooley. Um, <laughs> Sounds like a cartoon character. <laughs> right. <laughs> so the governor's gonna pardon her if she pleads guilty. So it all works and she gets out of jail. Oh, just like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So wait, get out of jail, like no community service, no parole, no nothing like that. I mean, not that we know of. Okay. Yeah, she's just she's, free. she's pardoned. Because also, let it be noted, the reason why Veronica told her mom to plead guilty was so they wouldn't dig any deeper and find out that her mom actually committed a murder. That's true. Which Veronica knew? Which she found out about this episode. Oh, okay. So that's also what we mean by nobody's innocent. Because both her mom and her dad are murderers. Are murderers. And Veronica's also... Veronica murdered someone last episode. Maybe. Who knows? Who? She she yeah. threw fire on that guy. Oh, that's um, true. And then it was never addressed. Fine. The, I, the I, wandering I, serial killer. <laughs> yeah. Or as Elaine calls it, dry serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> okay, so she gets her mom out of jail. Is this like a so since we're covering episode five and six, is this like a two episode span storyline? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because we also have to get Hiram out of jail. It's a lot. We do. Veronica does. Okay. Get him out of jail. She doesn't get him out of jail. Oh. Does Hermione want to get well, Hiram out of jail? Him... No, neither one of them wants him out of jail. Oh, okay. That's true. But we got to get that point in the story. But did he? Yeah. His other daughter gets him out dun, of jail. Dun, dun. Yeah. Because guess what? Veronica has a sister that she didn't know about. No way. Yes. Wow. What and a twist. What a twist. That they <laughs> haven't used before. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Okay, so next on the log line I saw was that Betty explores her future and complex past. Mm, yes. I assume that means she went and got a tarot card reading. Obviously. Obviously. That's the only way that she could find out about her past. Yes. Honestly, this could be a great Sabrina crossover. Oh yeah, they did that whole bottle oh, episode about it, that right? That would be lovely. But that would be cool if they actually did a crossover. It'll never happen. TikTok, it's happening. Yeah, maybe someday. You only someday. got one season. Well, Let's it's, not talk about that. Okay. Sad. And it's you know also what? irrelevant. Yeah, okay. that's true. This isn't the Sabrina podcast. But for one second, can I just say that when we were growing up, there were so many great crossover episodes, many of which involved Cole Sprouse. He knows how to do a good crossover episode. The Sweet Life of Hannah Montana. On deck. What, with, with wizards. The, wi- the Sweet thing. Life of Wizards, wizards on, on Deck. Wizards on Deck with Hannah Montana. Yeah, that's Wizards on Deck with Hannah Montana. That no, that's so, that's so Sweet Life of Hannah huh. Montana was the first one. Yeah, there were multiple. Yeah, because I forgot that's all Raven. Did and you get it, to vote on that? You got to vote on something with that, right? You got to vote if Miley Cyrus was in High School Musical 2. Well, no, duh. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying. We did an Archie Character Universe crossover that's just for funsies like that. Well, they got to stop canceling the shows then. I know. <laughs> Why don't they just merge them all into one? Mm. 
That's so okay. I mean, they they handle plots. <laughs> the so chilling like, adventures. They handle plots so well already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just throw in like twenty more characters with like divergent storylines, supernatural elements, five different cities and underworld. You know, yeah. it would it would all mesh That'd together so well in one hour. The yes. chilling adventures of Katie Keene in Riverdale. There you go. What about Kading? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Katie Dale's adventures <laughs> of Sabrina. <laughs> what about that? That's it. All right. Mm, I think you nailed it. I think I did. Okay. Yeah. So Betty, remember last episode, Charles was mm-hmm. like, I think you'd be a great candidate for the junior FBI. Yes. So she comes up to Kevin and it's like, hey, what do you do after school, Kev? Do you want to join this junior FBI club? And he's like, with your hot brother? <laughs> and he mentions him being hot ten times. I mean... And he's like, so yeah, I. I'm in. <laughs> like, every time I have to mention that Charles... Yeah, yes. Charles is in this episode. I have to bring up that he's hot because it's ridiculous. Okay, so Kevin is just like, yes, because he wants to spend time with weird brother. Yeah. Who's in the FBI. In hopes that he's gay. Right. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Did that just hit home? Or <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> That's okay. All right. What is the junior FBI program? So basically, yeah. what they do is they show you pictures of serial killers, <laughs> or maybe not serial killers, just people's faces on a screen. A mugshot? And they're like, guess which one's the serial killer? Oh. And Betty always knows. It's like she has six cents. Well, except that was like just their fun little warm-up. It's like, ooh, let's warm up and look at pictures of serial killers, But it's ridiculous. What's the point of that? I know. Yeah, doesn't that, like, kind of, like, cross into, like, a, like, a... Profiling? Profiling. Yes. Problematic. 100%. Yes. Uh-huh. Well, okay. But the point of it is to show us that Betty kind of has this, like, tendency, like, she knows serial killers because she is one, because she has those serial killer genes. Right, this this storyline about it. I mean, she mm-hmm. didn't know her dad was a serial killer until it was too late. Yeah, well, and then, because their first unit is on serial killers, of course, because they live in Riverdale. Right. And then Charles starts talking about all these other characteristics that serial killers have, one of which being that they typically started off like killing animals when they were young. Oh, sure. And Betty remembers this, well, she remembers a suppressed memory. It was hinted at when she was at the farm mm-hmm. that she had killed, like, her childhood cat. Oh, okay. But she's kind of in disbelief about it and in denial, and she's like, no, I didn't do that. Caramel just ran away. But then she does have this flashback where she remembers that Caramel actually got hit by a car and was injured, and her dad made her kill Caramel with a rock. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But Betty didn't, like, actively, like, this isn't, like, a dark Betty thing. No. Okay. But she still, it worries her because she's like, I'm remembering these suppressed memories. Like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Is there something else that I did that I don't know about? Like, am mm-hmm. I on the path to be a serial killer? Yeah. I I just think, like, realistically, like, I understand that there's, like, maybe Betty should definitely go into therapy and, like, talk about this. But I don't think she should, like, be labeling herself as a pre-serial killer because of these things. Like, this doesn't seem like the healthiest way to deal with it. No. Totally. Not at all. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) Not, Not realistic, not helpful. But how does Kevin do? Well, Kevin, I mean, he seems to be enjoying the class or thinking it's interesting. Yeah. Or just liking Charles. 
Maybe. Who knows? He's just chilling. Well, what did he don't do? really... What did he do in Katie Keene when he was, like, there for that one episode? Was... When he was an adult? Yeah. Uh, I... Mm... You know what? He didn't really do that much, which is what <laughs> Kevin tends to do. <laughs> so he wasn't like an FBI agent, so he doesn't stick with this. Actually, he did a little undercover thing because they were trying to like get this director arrested, and this director had like kind of like sexually harassed Kevin in the past, mm-hmm. and so he did a little like undercover stint. Like he to wore catch a wire. Him. Yeah. Wow. So he did. He did a thing. Okay. Well, then, even Kevin, though, like, because Betty is talking to him about all this stuff, and Kevin's like, Betty, <laughs> you know, and he's pretty much saying the same thing. He's like, I think this is a little too, like, close to home for you right now. Mm-hmm. I think we should pull out, because I don't think that this is going well. Do you think Charles is, like, and trying to, like... Push her buttons? Push her buttons? Oh, absolutely, I okay. think so. Mm-hmm. Because Charles reveals that he himself has the serial killer genes, and he joined the FBI to suppress... Those urges. And dark tendencies. Right. Isn't that weird? That that doesn't work like that. No. That's like when bullies turn into like cops and it's like, no, that's like not helping that thing be expressed. I don't know. Well, it's just like finding another avenue. Yeah. Well, and actually though, because he says that, Betty goes back to Kevin and is like, actually, I don't think we should drop out because Charles is super sus. And I want to investigate mm-hmm. him because I have no idea. She's like, who is he? Why is he even in Riverdale still? Yeah. Where does he even live? What does he do? Yeah. And so she's like, I think we should investigate Charles because he's super suspicious. And so mm-hmm. then she starts following him and trying to figure out where he goes and really even who he is. So does that happen? Or there's mm-hmm. like, let's do that. No, yeah. like it happens in these episodes. So what is he doing? So before she approaches Charles, she goes to visit Chick in the prison because Chick had told her that, you know, in all of his lies that he gave them, that he had lived with Charles in his apartment, like a sketchy apartment. You know? Well, they lived in a hostel. The hostel. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. The youth hostel. Yeah. And so Betty was like... <laughs> <laughs> For youth. <laughs> Important. I just remember because I thought it was like a weird thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, she goes to visit Chick in jail because she's, like, trying to check out if this story he told her was true or not. And he's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, it's true. Here's the deal. I was dating your brother Charles. We were living together. We were doing a bunch of jingle jangle. The drug of choice in Riverdale. We brought home a friend. (laughs) Things got out of control. And your brother went berserk, killed him with a pair of scissors, covered the whole thing up, and then we split up. Like, where in the storyline where Betty meets Chick does that happen? Like, a year before? Or kind of, like, in that same Um, realm? Because I feel like he was living with a creepy dude when they met. Or was he living alone being creepy? There was a creepy dude there, but he wasn't living there. He was, like, a client. Because remember Chick was into that, like, webcam stuff? Sure, yeah. Yeah, like, Mm -hmm. I think Chick was living alone when they met him, though. Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. And then there was, like, the weird John who was, like come to, like, pound on his door or whatever, yes. right? Yeah. And also, before she goes to Chick, she also was following Charles, and she talked to Kevin about what she found, and they found out that he went to the gym for, like, 90 minutes. Was it every day or every, once a week, I think? I think it was once a week. Probably. That is and deranged. She, she just like, him. <laughs> well, and she just, like, followed him going to, like, pops and all these other things, and Kevin was like, um, these are pretty normal things. And that's when she went to Chick and she was like, 
I'm not convinced. <laughs> she's like suspiciously normal. Yeah, she's just like, eh, I don't know. It's still, I don't know about She's this. still a weirdo. Just because yeah. he does normal things doesn't mean he's like, And there's you know. still like a lot of gaps that she doesn't know what he's doing between those things. Mm-hmm. So she gives him a lie detector test and finds Charles. out. Charles. Yeah. Magic. Um, she finds out that Charles' big secret, at least the one he lets out, is that he's a recovering drug addict and he's going to the gym for those 90 minutes for his like AA meetings, basically. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's AA for drugs? I think Narcotics it's just anonymous? addiction recovery. Mm. But I mean, <sighs> it could okay. be Jingle Jingle. And so Jingle Jingle, jingle Anonymous. anonymous. <laughs> so JJA. JJA. Yes. <laughs> so who that. knows? <laughs> but, but then Charles and Chick meet up at the end. Charles goes to visit him in jail. Yeah. And you find out that that's not his only secret. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, what does he have? We have like... to we have to backtrack a little bit though before that. So Betty, you know, is still. Oh, that's true. Yeah, she's still a little suspicious, but she's like, mm, okay, like learned some things, but hasn't answered all my questions. Mm-hmm. You know, because he explained that he didn't kill that guy and that it was another situation, and he he's not a murderer. So is he, he claims. So, this is when he's like on in the, the lie, lie detector. Yeah. How does Betty know how to work that? She didn't. She had him set it up. Okay. he has it <laughs> at his... I mean, we don't know. We didn't see them set it up. But I, I'm I guess. I, Charles, because she asked Charles, do you have a lie detector? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. Why do you want it? But anyway, though, she gets home after all of this. And she finds her mom, FP, and Charles in the living room. Mm-hmm. You know, and she's kind of like, what's going on? And her mom is super upset, and she's like, why in the world did you go and talk to Chick? Oh. And Betty's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) She got caught. Yeah, she got caught. And then her mom mentions that Chick told the police that Alice and Betty had killed a guy, and that he knew where this body was buried. Oh. And... Right. All of these things that they were trying to keep hidden... But now Chick was threatening to, like, release all this information. So then Charles and FP are like, okay, we'll take care of this. And they moved the body or something. We don't know exactly what they did. But they come back, and Alice is like, what happened? You know, like, what's, are we okay? And they're just like, we handled it. You know, like, we fixed it. Uh-huh. And then at that point, Betty's like, okay. And she's like, I'm sorry, Charles. She's like, if you're willing to, like... You know, like, put yourself out there that much for our family and risk your job and risk everything to fix this for us. Then she's like, I should give you the benefit of the doubt and I should trust you. And so she apologizes. And then later when Charles goes and visits Chick, because you find out that they are together. Charles Still. And Charles and oh, Chick. Right. okay. And then he's like, how'd our plan go? Oh, okay. Wait, so... and. The whole thing? Like, all of it? No, just... Just this last bit. Chick releasing the information about that body. Okay. I think it was a way to get Betty's trust. Yeah. Because Chick even asks... Because Charles is like, they all, like, fell for it pretty much. And Mm -hmm. Chick is like, even Betty? (laughs) And he, like, specifically is like, but what about Betty? Right. And Charles is like... Because she came to him being, like, all suspicious and mm -hmm. stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Do you think Betty's like actually falling for it? I think for the at moment, point, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think she goes back and forth. But, okay. But I feel like she's at the point where she's like 
willing to let down her guard a little bit and give him a chance. Right. If there's like no, if he's like actively like not being weird, it's just that whole yeah. stuff with like chick being connected to him. I would mm-hmm. just like still be it's like, suspicious. I don't know. I don't uh-huh. know. Maybe in the back of her head, in the back of her ponytail, she's like being like, <laughs> I really don't trust the guy. I'm going to keep like one eye open. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, think I think that's how I, Betty is with most people. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I feel like with everybody. Besides maybe Jughead. Yeah. All right. So I saw that Jughead is at his school, which he's now initiated into. He's like in the inner circle, right? Mm-hmm. And they're celebrating a literary franchise. Yes. Is it real? It's, well, it's real to the, their universe. So, right. It's the, the Baxter brothers. Yeah. Okay. Is that like Hardy like, Boys? Like it's Hardy like Boys. the Hardy Boys. Okay, okay, It's okay. their equivalent of the The covers even look the same. Yeah. And there are all these like murder mystery novels. I bet Jughead's just like he loves drooling. them. He loves them. They, they were his favorite. Yeah. Guy. Interesting. Of course, hmm. he's fanboying. How convenient. Mm-hmm. Well, he also is super starry-eyed because he finds out that his teacher is the current ghostwriter oh, for the books. Okay. And he didn't even know that it was a ghostwriter. He thought that it was the same author the whole time, and he finds out that. They actually, they've changed writers before and it's been like passed down for a while. At Stonewall Prep only. Yeah, it started, the whole series started from somebody at Stonewall Prep. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I wonder if there's and like a little like, bit of like real world truth to that. That would be fun. There might that be. Would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's kind of like Stonewall Prep's legacy. Mm-hmm. And so like in their like writing groups and their classes they always look for the best writers the brightest students and so he offers them he tells them about this like challenge they're to find the next writer for the baxter brothers okay so they're like doing like a little spec script kind yeah, of thing they're basically supposed to write the next book yeah they're oh, wow, supposed okay. to write the next the first three chapters and then come up with an outline for the rest of the book oh nice and it will actually turn into like a legit job opportunity Whoever wins. And so there's a little competition. Mm-hmm. But they have yet to decide what the theme will be of the books. So they haven't formally started the competition yet, but they've thrown it out there. And he's like, we're still, you know, figuring out all the details. Mm-hmm. But this is what we're going to be doing. So, like, start thinking. So they get to meet the original, supposed original writer mm-hmm. of the first five novels, Mr. DuPont. Who we decided <laughs> looks like a turtle. So he's <laughs> Mr. Turtle. Yeah. Like in the neck area? The neck, the, the head. Whole, the whole Is he whole bald? Area. Oh yeah. Do you guys see uh see Master of Disguise? Kinda like that. It's it's wow. that vibe. I, yes. I'm picturing exactly that. Yes. Okay, great. But older. Yeah, like more of like a Mitch McConnell neck. Kind of like that. Yeah, even and the posturing too. Okay. You know, he's like a little Is he like dressed in green? Does he have glasses? He has glasses. I'm really into this. Oh, I yes. love that. Oh. Like if I was gonna be a professor, like that would be like the vibe I would be going for. Is like you would go old, bald. For I that. would go bald turtle man. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you're already wearing green. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say I'm already balding. <laughs> like, <laughs> excuse you. <laughs> I have beautiful hair. You do. This is an audio medium, but you can use your imagination. Luscious. Yes. Mm. <laughs> okay, so that's the original writer, supposedly. Yeah. So Jughead's, is it suspicious? Yeah, it's suspicious because Jughead starts doing. Um, some research, um, after he finds out that his grandfather, um, Forsyth Pendleton the first went real to name. Stonewall yes. Prep. Mm-hmm. Jughead's real name is Forsyth Pendleton the third. 
Duh. <laughs> I didn't know that. Doesn't that just Spoiler roll? Alert. Doesn't that just roll off your tongue? Forsyth. Oh, I wonder if Betty ever like calls him Forsyth. Ew. <laughs> what about what about Borfyth for their couple name instead? Borfyth. <laughs> Borfyth. <laughs> Cute. That's it. Let's start it trending on Twitter. Yeah. Yes. Forget about Bughead. Yeah. <laughs> Borfyth is where it's at. So anyway, Jughead's grandpa went to the school. He didn't even last the full semester, but he went there for a little while. Um, and he's also still investigating, um, what's it called? The, the people who disappeared. The four. Stonewall four. Oh, the Stonewall. Five? I think it was the Stonewall four. Stonewall four. He's still investigating the Stonewall four. Oh, now I, now I, four or five? No, I'm just second guessing. Wow. It. The Stonewall Take four. Take your and job half. seriously, guys. Yeah, it's just, I swear it's five. <laughs> it may be the Stonewall five. I feel like it's four. I feel like we've talked about it before. Before. The Stonewall four. Okay. Okay. Just doubting ourselves. Clean take. (laughs) So he's still investigating the Stonewall four. So there's there's a lot of sketchy stuff happening at the school with people disappearing. Yeah, because... Uh, Bullwinkle? What's his name? (laughs) Moose. No, but it's like, um, Marmaduke. 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 (laughs) I was kind of close. Jughead's BFF Bullwinkle. Yeah. <laughs> He's gone. He left yeah, for New York. He joined York. the army. Oh, okay. That was the story we created. <laughs> <right>. Yeah. <laughs> he was going to be like, yeah, dang it. Should oh. be he real. He didn't actually go to Broadway. Dang it. All He's right. in the army. and um, For sure confirmed. Not dead. Well, one of Jughead's classmates shows him a picture. She's like, yeah, we've been texting. Look at He's just like in basic training. Calm down. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll believe it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't be suspicious of everything on the show, I guess. Only 99% of everything. Yeah. yeah. Everything except for Pop-Tate. What? Yes. Pop-Tate? Pops. Oh, Pop-Tate. It's, it's Pops Shop. His name's Pop. His, His last, last name's name Tate. Tate. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I just, like, feel like I, I processed, like, a whole new revelation. Like, this adds, like, a whole new layer to, to Pops' mystery. To his suspicion. His suspicion. The last name of Tate. I yeah. wonder what his first name is, because, like, Pop is obviously... A nickname. Maybe it's yeah. short for, um... Popular. <laughs> yeah. Populars. Populars. Yeah. But mm. he didn't want to go by Lars because, um, it's lame. Yeah, so he's like pop instead. Pop. Yeah. No one will ask what it's short for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jughead. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but also, yeah, so he's still like investigating what happened because he's like, this is just a little strange that there have been four people over the course of Stonewall Prep that have disappeared. So he's just, I feel like he's looking through that lens while he's even going through the books because he's just rereading the old Baxter Brothers books to, you know, like, get, get ideas mm-hmm. and get the tone and everything. But he starts to realize, you know, like, with each ghostwriter that you can really tell the difference, you know, because, like, it is another person taking over the books. Mm-hmm. But he realizes that between book one and book two through four, it's com- a completely different writer. And he's and so he's like, how could it be the same person from one through four, when the first book has such different syntax and different structure and style mm-hmm. than two through four? So he's curious about it, and he goes to Betty, and he's like, I feel like it was my grandfather, who was this who was the writer, the original. The, from the first Baxter Brothers. He okay. thinks that he wrote the first book 
because he also, his grandfather gave him all those Baxter Brothers books when he was a kid. Mm. And he left him like a note in one of the books that said like, never let anybody take something from you. And so he's like, if he's writing me that note, doesn't that elude that something was taken from him? Mm-hmm. And Betty was like, well, I mean, it could, but there's no proof of that. Mm-hmm. So they find proof. They just gotta. Because mm-hmm. Betty through. knows how to identify serial killers now. <laughs> yes, she knows stuff. She knows stuff. And mm-hmm. she knows how to work a lie detector test, maybe. Who knows? Kind well, she sort of. knows how to, like, defuse a bomb, so. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> she can do anything. She can do some research. She can Google stuff, you yeah, know? Like, that's all you need to figure out, like, this situation. But mm-hmm. mostly, we just get some good bughead mystery solving. Love which that. I love. Like, yes. are they, like, and running around holding flashlights and holding hands? Not this time. They're separate, but, but they're talking on the phone okay. and meeting and up at Pops. Yeah, and they're okay. still, like, working together. That's cute. Yeah. I like it when they hang out together, mm-hmm. even though I'm not witnessing it. It's just, like, nice you to know. You just like to know. I, yeah. I need that uh, that Bufflar. What is it? What do we need? What's the new name? <laughs> Bufflar. Um, <laughs> Borsythe? Borsythe. I, I need that Borsythe. Bors, <laughs> yeah, I just need that Borsythe in yeah. my life. In my life. <laughs> There's a a good moment in this Jughead thing. Mm-hmm. So they go to the files and Rivertail. Rivertail. This is, <laughs> this is Rivertail. It's just meta. meta. <laughs> At Riverdale High. Um, and they find this old literary magazine where someone under a, a pseudonym mm-hmm. that basically is Jughead's grandpa wrote this story with character names from the Baxter Brothers books mm-hmm. in a similar style, but, like, a couple um, years before the first book was published. And it even used some of the same character names that are in the first Baxter Brothers book, but it was published years... Be- yeah, a couple <laughs> years before. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, is that proof? Yeah. Well, Jughead thinks it's proof yeah. enough, so he approaches Mr. Turtle. Without... Uh, Wait, I forgot about him. Wait, but without like checking with Betty, being like, "Hey, is this proof?" No, Betty no, was he helping did. him. Yeah, and she's like, "I feel like that's good proof." You that's know? like grounds to be like, "Yeah, hey, to be, I'm yeah, the rightful exactly. heir to this." Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. So Jughead is just bold. He approaches <laughs> Mr. Mr. Turtle. Turtle. He knocks on his shell. He's yeah. He summons up a meeting. Him. Yes. Summons him, and he just lays it all out. And he's like, "You didn't write the first book. My grandfather did." And Mr. Turtle was just like super offended denied the whole thing and also kind of like he freaked out on him too yeah. and he's just like what you know like that's wait the mr worst... turtle yeah he's like that's the worst thing you could accuse a writer of is like plagiarism super Does it, like, do they like the it. thing like, he... get out of my office no he well he says like, get out <laughs> yeah he's like get out and jughead's kind of like oh man okay jeez <laughs> yeah i feel like jughead like kind of shot himself in the foot there right oh, we were like why did you go up to yeah, him like, and confront him like, why would you, you go like and what's he, yeah why would you go to the supposed author of the book and, and, and say just be like that. hey i didn't think write you're them. a load of yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like <laughs> you should totally write them right now <laughs> Truly, he should have gone to Mr. Chipping first. Yes. But he went to Mr. Chipping after talking to Mr. Turtle. Yes. Oh, so did that not go over well then? No. Uh, no. Mr. Well, Mr. Chipping, he looked at it and he's like, and Jughead's like, well, like, do you think I'm right? Like, do you think this is valid? And Mr. Chipping's like, definitely. And he's like, and I, well, and he's like, I can't stand here as a writer and ignore this. He's like, I think you're right. 
He's like, I'm going to help you with this. Mm-hmm. But the next time we see him, they're in class with Jughead and all his classmates. And does he say something before? Yeah. He, like, turns away from them, and he's, like, very emotional. And he says, Jughead, I'm sorry I couldn't help you. <gasps> yeah. Oh, no. Okay, Jughead, this is, like, the same school that, like, poisoned you and locked mm-hmm. you in mm-hmm. a casket. And you're yes. just gonna, like, trust the teacher at this school? The teacher seems well, super nice. Yeah. <sighs> It's just... Mr. Chipping's cool. But he's in the thing. He's like in the belly of the beast. And it's Mm -hmm. just like, I would take photocopies of this. I would send it to um, the Library of Congress. I would fax it. I would figure out how to work a fax machine, send it to the Library of Congress. There you go. I would tweet it at the Writers Guild. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say, everyone needs to know about this. I know, I'm like, I'd go a lot of places before I'd go to... The teacher. Mr. Turtle, especially. And also tell your dad, but, who's yeah. a cop. I don't know. Yeah, but Mr. Chipping, he turns away, is emotional, and he says, I'm sorry, Jughead, that I couldn't help you. And then he jumps out the window. He dives, full on, like, just hands like... Hands first, dives out the like, stained glass window. Like, stained glass window. Oh, he did commit suicide? Yes, I forgot he I, did. that was the truth. Okay, dang. And the rest and, of the class were just well, yeah. creepy. Like, yeah. sitting there, unfazed. Like, and knowing that was gonna happen. Out. Yeah, Jughead, like, like, runs to the window, and he's like, call 911! And he's, like, freaking out, and they all just sit there and stare at him. So creepy. Robots. Mm-hmm. And then he's just like, what just happened? I feel like <laughs> at this point, happening? Jughead knows he's in a scary situation. Yeah. Because up to this point, he was like, I have these theories, but I can't prove anything. These people hazed me, but maybe they're just like mean preppy There's kids. people disappearing. Yeah. But I'm probably cool. Well, and then after this happens, he comes back to class and him and his classmates are just talking about, you know, like one of them is, well, they're just like speculating. Mm-hmm. And the one, or Brett, he's the one who's like, well, I heard that we just get all get A's for the semester and we don't have to finish this class. Then the other one of the other students is like, well, I heard we're getting a new teacher. Then walks in Mr. Turtle and he's like, <laughs> and he's like, I'm your new teacher, guys. And I feel like then too, and he like stares at Jughead and Jughead too. Like you can see that he's scared. Like, he knows he's in trouble. Is like, this, like, the next day? Like after Yeah, it's, like, the next day. Okay. Yeah, and Jughead knows, like, he's in, like, serious, like, danger. Is the window replaced? They have it, like, boarded up. Oh, okay, cool. But, but yeah, that's that's where Jughead is. Wow, Trauma. to be in, that intimidated by a turtle-looking man. <laughs> <laughs> he's scary. That would be scary. Yeah. I mean, I why would you go back to that school? After the teacher just said that? I know there's like a mystery involved. He wasn't going to go back at one point and then his dad was like, no, Jughead, you have this great opportunity. Who cares if the kids are picking on you? Don't be a quitter. (laughs) So Jughead did not disclose. (laughs) Didn't this like make the news? A person died in your town. You're the sheriff. This isn't new news for Riverdale. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I I know you guys say FP is the best parent, but I'm taking him off the table. He loses his best parent You know what? He's busy. (laughs) Also, Stonewall Prep isn't in Riverdale. He should still know. No, he... I'm sure he knows his son's teacher committed suicide, but I would hope. But? (laughs) No, I'm just... But he... I mean, he hasn't said anything. We don't get to see FP's reaction. I know, I know. I know this is all, like, made up for, like, the story and stuff. And, like, they're not going to get into the minute details of, like, human nature. Uh, But, you know, I'm just curious why 
Jughead is like staying in this school when it's like so clearly like, I don't know, crazy right now. But so was Riverdale High. Like what's the other option? Literally last year they had a dance and like multiple students were just murdered at their school dance. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at least no kids are getting killed at Stonewall Prep. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was a suicide, not a murder. So that's... There we I go. mean, yeah. comparatively. <laughs> it's like only one person died and they did it to themselves. The rest That's just cool. disappeared. They're probably fine. And it was over like many years. It wasn't Gosh, all The people recently. in this town must be, be like so just like... Desensitized. Un- desensitized, <laughs> unfazed, just shrugging every murder like, oh, whatever. Who cares anymore? Mm-hmm. And speaking of murder... <laughs> That's such a segue that can be in every single episode. <laughs> yeah, I was like, episode. Cheryl, Archie, Veronica, I was going to say, speaking of Cheryl, is it what's Cheryl? going on with her family and her yeah. situation. You know, last episode, everything with... The body. The body, the, the doll. doll. Yeah, and Cheryl being like, um, girlfriend whose name is something. Tony. 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 TT. Your favorite couple that My you don't favorite remember. Couple. <laughs> yeah. You love her hair, but you don't know her name. Yeah, <laughs> that's valid. <laughs> yeah, so, totally gaslighting her girlfriend. Yeah, all that. Yeah, okay. So what's um, going on with them this time? So now um, Cheryl, she's just really paranoid about the Julian doll and she thinks it's haunted and mm-hmm. she doesn't want to leave the babies at home alone with her grandma. And so like, she's been ditching out on school because she's worried about leaving them home alone. And Tony's like, you've missed too much school. We need to go. So Cheryl, she's like, well, I know what to do. So she makes a a ring of salt around the doll. Yeah. And she's like, no evil spirits can cross a (laughs) ring of salt. It's a fact. (laughs) She's seen Hocus Pocus. She knows. Yeah. (laughs) And so she's like, okay, let's go to school. But then they, Cheryl gets called out of class and finds out that one of the babies, Dagwood, had an accident. And that they're at the hospital. Oh, not like a poopy accident, just like a <laughs> like a ping pong ball he stuck in your throat. On kind of a ping pong ball. Oh no, ping pong ball. <laughs> so we know Come on down, a ping pong ball. Ping pong ball. He's fine. Yeah, he okay. like he's okay, but she comes home and her aunt and uncle, yeah. right? Aunt and uncle and creepy cousin. and creepy cousin who are there? We've seen before. We've never no. seen them before. Okay, and they're, they're like. Blossom bunch. Yeah, and they're like, hello. And Cheryl, like, faints. She passes out. Oh, Because she, they, like, surprise her, and she's already on edge by everything. Because she's, guess. like, home, and then they just, like, show up, and she passes she, out. Yeah, and she's, like, hiding her dead brother's yeah. body. And and they keep wanting to go down to the chapel, and she's like, no, no one but me goes in that chapel. And they're a little suspicious of that. Well, and her creepy cousin's just, like, lurking there. The whole Elaine time. has an obsession with the creepy cousin. I like, want to hear him talk. Him. <laughs> He's just always sitting there. And oh, he'll like creepily walk out last. He's always last to leave the room. And he's just like, the way he sits, he just like, he commands the room and he says nothing. Yeah, but her, yeah, her family keeps wanting to go into the chapel. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Cheryl's like, no, absolutely not. No one can go in there. But they wake, her and Tony wake up in the middle of the night and hear like this noise. And so they go down, and Cheryl thinks that it's the Julian doll haunting them. And she's like, oh, no, he busted out. (laughs) And so they go down to the chapel, and she finds her uncle in there. And he sees Jason's body. Oh, no. And he's like, I knew that 
our family was messed up, but he's like, this is next level. Like, yeah, next level. He's like, Cheryl, like we're sending you to an institution. You know, he's like, we are getting you out of here. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you're like unfit to be like taking care of these kids. And he's like, true. Yeah. But he's just like, (laughs) accurate. yeah. And then, but he's like, well, maybe, oh, he like threatens her. He like like, pushed Tony away first. Yeah. He pushes Tony like on the floor. Then he pins Cheryl against the wall and threatens to like send her to an institution. But then he's like, maybe I'll save them the trouble. And it looks like he's going to choke her. Oh, so then Tony grabs like a candlestick it's like a game of Clue. Yeah. It's like yeah. with the candlestick in the chapel. In the chapel. But then she hits him over the head and I think she kills him. Because then He's like dead. like blood's pooling everywhere. From a candlestick? It's like a huge candlestick. Dang. It's like a big, like honking brass thing. Honking. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, gosh, so now they gotta deal with that. That just like yeah. that just yeah. like makes me feel like so exhausted for them. I know. In the middle of the night too. When they well, already they got this also doll. have Jason's body, mm-hmm. Julian's creepy doll, the now twins they have to take care the of. The twins they have to creepy take care grandma. of. Creepy mm-hmm. grandma. Um, maybe a, a triplet that's haunting them. Maybe. Who might be, oh, that's Julian. That's Julian. That's, that's Julian. the doll, yeah. Yeah, creepy grandma. But yeah. This... High school. The prom. Senior right. year. Yeah. The vixens. The vixens. The cheerleaders. The cheerleaders. Oh yeah, She's they're captain. mentoring kids at Archie's gym. It's a lot. They have no right to mentor kids. <laughs> they really <laughs> don't. No, no. right. <laughs> yeah, at Archie's gym because he's trying to get the kids off the streets still. So he's having the vixens and the bulldogs be big brothers and sisters, and I'm like, they are the least qualified. There's plenty to of do other that. students at the school who <laughs> aren't doing anything. Who probably have a lot more stable lives. Or who are at least just not involved in murders. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like as a minimum. Yeah. And, you know, like probably could just be the one thing in their life that's not stressful. Mm-hmm. And give these kids some kind of example to follow. But but no. It's like, yeah, we'll get the bulldogs and vixens to do it. And Great we'll get them plan. free pops. And arcade games to lure them away from Dodgers Arcade. Oh. And will be open on Sundays and later on weekdays. Yes. Great. So dedicate all your time that you have to this. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, Archie's not really doing anything, I guess. I mean, he already kind of said he just wants to keep doing the community center, doesn't want to go to college, so. Yeah, I mean. I mean, this is like his thing. Yeah, that's true. And that's what he's planning on being his future, so. He could drop out of high school now. He could. He could. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw. Okay, I saw in the summary that Archie like gets heat from other local businesses. So are they like mad at him or something? Yeah, mostly because you know. So Dodgers Crew has been in this neighborhood for longer. Sure. And he has the businesses pay him so that he, they basically they like, don't like rob them. Oh, or the whole mob there. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but now he's added a stipulation that not only do they have to pay him, but they have to basically boycott Archie's gym. Because they're stealing his kids who, like, do his dirty work, right? Right. So, the business owners are like, bro, we need protection from Dodger more than we want you in this neighborhood. So, Archie kind of hosts this, like... A gala? Well, what? how do you describe it? It's almost like a press conference, yeah. which is weird. No. But it was supposed Archie. to be, like, an open house. Okay. But it was basically him just being like, my best friend's daddy is the sheriff, so don't <laughs> mess with me. And my mom's a really good lawyer. So you can try and kick me out, but good luck. Yeah. Okay. That sounds like a solid plan. I mean, I feel like things got so out of control last time, like a kid got shot. Yeah. 
Yeah. When he's yeah. dealing with Dodger. I also have to say Dodger has major, like, sixth grade bully on the playground energy. <laughs> yes. So much. <laughs> Well, so, I just love it, too, because FP was the one who suggested this. Yeah. Because he's like, if you want people in the community, you know, like, to welcome you, he's like, you need to talk to them and get to know them. He's like, people are less likely to call the cops on you when they've had a conversation and when sure. they know you. So he's like, have a thing for the community. You know, like, kind of bring the community together. Like, kind of, like, invite them to a welcoming event or something. And instead, this is Archie's solution. He's like, I'm just going to have, like, a little press conference and threaten them. That'd be really <laughs> sad. Oh, gosh. And it's like, Archie. But it honestly kind of worked, which is it, weird. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, maybe the local businesses are just like, you know, we're sick of, like, being under the thumb of, like, another 24-year-old or however old Dar- <laughs> Dodger is. Like, we're He's tired like of our town being... Yeah, oh, okay. Still. Yeah. <laughs> He's getting involved with Archie, who's like, I don't know. 17. 17. It's just, eh, it's all just, like, so messy, and, like, I can't believe Archie has, like, enough weight in this town. I mean, maybe because, like, he has clout from his dad, but, like, yeah, who's gonna listen to him? Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's got a presence. I mean, he had this red circle. Mm-hmm. Which went well. <laughs> Super well. Yeah. Oh, definitely yeah. worked. Yeah. He's got red hair. He stands out. So, red things. <laughs> Yeah, yes. six pack. As long as you have red things, you have clout. <laughs> yeah. In Riverdale. It yeah. works for Cheryl. That's true. Maybe they think he's connected to the blossoms and that's why they listen. There's like a psychological <laughs> like association. The people of Riverdale being like, he has red hair like that girl. We should listen to him. And everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> if one extra like got to speak up, please let it be those lines. <laughs> When I saw that in the IMDb thing, I thought of that one um, Kardashian quote where Kim is like, maybe if you had a business that you were passionate about and then you would know what it takes to run a business, but you don't. So don't even act like you know what you're talking about. I was picturing like Archie saying that to like all the yes. other businesses. Him and Veronica. Together. <laughs> I love that visual. Somebody like do a dub of Archie, like his mouth moving to those words. But things escalate with Dodger. Because Archie goes home to his mom, they're chit-chatting, and a drive-by mm. shooting occurs. No! Yep. Yep. So many bullets through their wall and their window, mm. but they're fine. Because mm. they um, just happen to, like, dodge it at the exact right moment yes. and drop to the ground. It was dramatic, honestly. Mm-hmm. So Archie's a little bit desperate, and he goes to Hiram... Hiram and Archie have this weird relationship. They just need to stay away from each other. They do. They either need to do that or kiss. <laughs> There is, like, a weird tension between them. Yeah, because, like... It's like Veronica and, it's and like, Hiram. Like, they can't stay away from each other. Yeah, but they also have, like, this... Now they have, like, this mutual respect for each other, almost. They're like, mm-hmm. I hated you. We both tried to kill each other. But I respect you. But, like, Archie, you saved my life. Hiram saved Archie's life. You know, it's like, they're just, mm-hmm. like, they yeah. got this thing. And so they're like, I respect you. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the, like choices Archie makes are probably more morally justified than Hiram's, but, like, yeah. they're still, like, kind shady. of... They're shady. They're shady. They'll do, like, weird, like, really, like, I don't know, at, like, uh, ostentatious, like, gestures to yes. prove their point. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he goes to jail. Archie... No, Hiram's out of jail now. Oh, gosh, right. Yeah. Uh. But Hiram, yeah, when Archie's talking to him about this, and he's like... He's like, I don't know what to do. He's like, we need to get these kids off the street and this guy, Dodger, you know, like he tried to like kill me and my mom. He's like, this is about like my family now too. And Hiram is like, 
are you insinuating that I physically attack this man? And he's like, I'm sorry, but I can't help you. Is he and doing then, this like a, like a little wink? Um, well, yeah, probably because the Dodger ends up bloody and beaten in a carpet by the dumpster. Oh, yeah. no. In Not carpet. dead, but... Yeah, he's like rolled up in carpet. Dang. <laughs> yeah, and so it's like almost like Hiram's being like, oh, sorry, can't help you. You have no evidence that I ever agreed to any of this. Right. Bye. And then he's like, I got you, Archie. Right, okay. So, well, is Dodger even the problem? Or is it like his whole crew? It's it's Dodger. just Dodger. it's a little bit about oh, okay oh no, just it's, Dodger. Re- it's really just Dodger oh okay if he wasn't there then nobody else would be doing they it. would disband yeah why can't he be arrested they like, can't catch him doing anything like FP knows about him but they they don't have anything to like bring him they in. have no evidence because he uses the kids to do all his dirty work so nothing's on oh, him oh right like and the kids get arrested and go to juvie and then they come back to work for him after they get out yeah right. and FP's like we need to catch him in the act otherwise we have nothing on Dodger himself. Okay, so that's taken care of then. Dodger's not going to be a problem for the rest of the season. We're not going to see him again. Uh-uh. Probably. You know, it's only a six-episode little weird vignette. Does Archie still want to be a superhero? Oh, he's oh. still doing all that. Oh, yeah. He's a vigilante. He, okay. like, saved this girl. Oh, because there's a place in Riverdale that they call mm. Sketch Alley. <laughs> very seriously. Like, very like, seriously. Have you been down to Sketch Alley and checked like, that? I'll check Sketch Alley. But wow. there was a girl that almost got robbed and Archie saved her on Sketch Alley. And then she pepper sprayed him in the I love the that. <laughs> she pepper sprayed Archie? Yes. <laughs> he deserves that, I think. Oh, yeah. He's trying too hard. He's getting, like, too too excited about it. Well, and also Dodger called him out when he was, like, bugging him at his gym. And he's like, where's your mask? And Archie's like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I have this theory that Archie is, like, acting out, like, some kind of, like, trapped childhood fantasy of, like, Mm. wanting to save the day because, like, his dad died and he's like, I want to be, like, a boy again, you know? And that's why he's doing this. I mean, there could be an element of that, yeah. Because I feel like Archie, among the four, is just, like, so immature in a way that feels very, like, infantile. Like, he's, like, being repressed, kind of, emotionally, if that makes sense. I feel like in... If anything, by himself, too. Yeah. In a group, he can be, like, a leader. But by himself, he's just like, what are these decisions you're making? You're such yeah. a little boy. Yeah. I don't know. Especially past seasons. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Like. He's, like, really, like, graduated to being the stupid character, I think. Oh, yeah. So that's pretty much everyone. Great. Okay. We did compile a list of great quotes from these two episodes. Do I get to guess who said them? We're just going to tell you who said them. Because you need the context of the character. Okay. Yeah. We're just going to let you enjoy. Yeah. Great. Just fun little moments. All right. This is Kevin to Betty. You're like beautiful mind, but for serial killers. (laughs) One from Cheryl. I'll get to the hospital post haste. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's, again, with the old English. I love that. (laughs) Also from Cheryl. While she's drowning the Julian doll. Picture that. Okay. Yeah, literally puts a brick on it. And then <laughs> like, like a Rubbermaid container. Yeah. Oh, great. Okay. Cheryl says, there, drown spirit. <laughs> <laughs> so serious. I love Cheryl. Oh, and this, as soon as she, when she fainted, when her family came, this is, these are the first words out of her mouth. Oh, Titi, I had the most horrible phantasmagoria. Dagwood swallowed a ping pong ball and my accursed family came to Thistle House. Someone was really excited about the, their thesaurus that day, I feel <laughs> <Yes>. like. <laughs> I love it. 
this is something FP says after Jughead invites him to his little um, soiree at school. Okay. And FP doesn't want to go. He's like, they'll probably make me put on a tie and a blazer while he's wearing a tie. (laughs) (laughs) And in uniform, too. Like, very dressed up. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and this one is from Mr. Turtle. Great. When Jughead confronts him. And he says, you had the audacity to summon me. (laughs) (laughs) You're very lucky I don't take you to the headmaster and get you expelled for this vicious and slanderous attack. Oh my goodness. So dramatic. Oh my goodness. The audacity to summon me. I know. I love that. Well, and while he's saying the vicious and slanderous attack, he's like leaning over Jughead like... (laughs) Like, his jacket's sitting, and he, like, stands up and is, like, leaning on his chair, like, saying that, like, inches from his oh face. Goodness. Before he's, like, get out. Mm-hmm. And then he, he ate a strawberry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You got a game for us? Yes. All right. So my game is relevant and definitely not going to be dated when this comes out because mm. we're going to, oh, you guys no. are going to guess. the election? No. No. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, the votes are in. Uh, Kelly Clarkson did win American Idol. <laughs> Woohoo! You freaked me out. <laughs> <laughs> <I> was like, <laughs> no, n- nothing's changed. Okay. Shouldn't tell tomorrow. All right. So Halloween was recently, and the three girls from Riverdale had iconic costumes. Yes. But yes. which were Powerpuff Girls. But I want to go through what some of the other actors were wearing for <gasps> oh. Halloween costumes because I did a little research. Okay. Mm-hmm. So first, we're going to start with. I'm going to give you four options. You have to guess which one. Mm. So first, we're going to start with Mark Consuelos, who plays Hiram. A, Eric Estrada from Chips, B, Hector from Coco, C, Peter Falk from Columbo, or D, Mavis Ray from Whoopi, which is a show that starred Whoopi Goldberg, but her name in the show was Mavis, even though the show name was Whoopi. <laughs> this is very detailed. The only one I really hmm. know is the one from Coco, so I'm going to go with that. What was number three again? Peter Falk from Columbo. I'm going to go with number three. No, it's Eric Estrada from Chips, and Kelly uh. Ripa had to edit out his bulge. Oh my gosh. Did they have a couple's costume? Yeah, well, he did it with some other guy. I don't remember who, but then she posted two photos where one he was like in like De, De Los Moritos makeup and uh-huh. and then another one where he's like a prince or something. But oh, funny. That was so handsome. Year. Honestly. He it's is. insane. Yes. Uh, in this episode, like in he like takes oh. off his shirt slowly to seduce uh. Hermione and she's just like staring at her chest and that's what his chest is. <laughs> And that's, like, what does her in. Just, like, the chest. Yeah, because he's just, like... Well, and then the slowly unbuttoning, even of his cuffs. The cuffs. I was, like, oh. He's just, like... He's not even Silver Fox yet. Like, how old? He must be, like, in his 50s, right? Or late 40s or something? I think, yeah, late 40s, early 50s. It's also weird. So, like, Veronica calls him daddy, but her new half-sister calls him pappy. Yeah, so they're both, like... Very Two sexual sides of a very similar term. gross names for yeah, your dad. like for your daddy father. and puppy. Okay, what did Cole Sprouse wear? A. Liza Minnelli. B. Guy Fieri. C. The Man in the Yellow Hat. Or D. Dylan Sprouse. <laughs> Dylan I Sprouse. hope it was Dylan. No, it's oh, C. The Man it. in the Yellow Hat what from is that? Curious George. Oh, oh he should have been Dylan. That I know so it'd be so easy. <gasps> All right, he's probably done it before. What did KJ Apple wear for Halloween? A. Anakin Skywalker. B, him from Powerpuff Girls. C, Rosie O'Donnell in Riding the Bus with My Sister. Or D, I Couldn't Find a Picture. 
I couldn't find a picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, But I, wouldn't I, it be amazing if he was him? Oh my goodness, yes. That'd be so fun. Oh, if all of them did a Powerpuff Girls costume. Okay. <laughs> what if they were all the Rowdy Rough Boys? Yes. Oh, that would be perfect. That would be perfect. Oh my goodness. That'd Missed be opportunity. Easy it all right and as always <laughs> thank you for joining us for river tales <laughs> where we totally know how to do our outro please subscribe if you haven't already and give us a five-star review because it helps with itunes visibility kiana what's that one you use Castbox. sponsor me shout out to Castbox, who is trying its hardest <laughs> and spotify and spotify and stitcher um bye <laughs> We're so good. You say bye too. <laughs> bye. Bye. We, we should do it all at the same time. I love time. our twin thing. Okay, oh, okay, I'll go on my third finger. We say bye. Okay. Bye. Okay. Do we all do it like that? Yeah. Okay. Bye. 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 <laughs>